Can you imagine your life where money is your friend, working with you to achieve all your dreams and desires? If you struggle seeing money as your friend, then join Kathy Cook Noble, financial advisor and educator on understanding how your money can work for you. It is possible. Now, here is Financially Speaking with Kathy Cook Noble. There is um, so much excitement in it. And my question to everybody is, what is it that you're looking for? What is it that you want? What is it that your finances, what is it that we're looking for together? And what we're trying to do here is help everybody understand where they're at, what they can understand. And there's there's always great stuff that we can do for each other and for ourselves. So I always believe that if we are good financially and we understand things financially, then we can help each other and we can help uh, make this world a better place. So let's just understand our own stuff. I know I got rambling there because I was thinking and I get lost when we start talking about money sometimes in my own thoughts. But let's think on this show, let's talk about what we do. We talk about these financial concepts. We talk about money issues. We don't talk about great big fancy formulas because we don't need them. They don't affect us. What we talk about is what affects us. So if you have questions, then you go ahead and send them in to us and talk to us. If you have uh, an idea or if you have an industry that you're in that you think that is has a missing part where people aren't getting the information, then please contact Christine at the studio and talk to her about becoming a host because it is one of the the nicest things you can do for other people is share your knowledge with them and help make their life better because when we help others, we help ourselves, we help our community, and we help our, our entire world that we're in to make it a better place. So share with others your gift and your knowledge and don't be afraid to reach out and take on a show and become a host. So during the day, I am a financial advisor and I also have a bookkeeping business. So I spend my entire day dealing with money and numbers and you think that would be very distant from emotion and it's actually not because a lot of people have very high charged emotional attachments to money whether it be through making it losing it spending it whatever the case is and it's it's the irony of that I will say is that there is no emotional attachment that money has to us so we may have a huge emotional block or attachment to money but that does not have a reciprocal effect so the relationship is only one way. I can promise you that. Money's not thinking, oh, how do I how do I make you happier? It it doesn't care. It's just, hey, take me or leave me. Whatever. No mat no no emotion at all. So it's up to us to work on our emotion on the financials and our attachment to money. So today we're gonna talk about kids and we're gonna talk about new jobs, new money. So what does that mean? We've got our kids, they've gone through school, they've they're, they've either gotten a job, started a business, or done whatever, um, and they're now making money. So what do we do with them? Well, in my estimation of things, we don't, if we can, we don't wait until they're they're employed and starting to make money to talk to them about money. What we do is we talk to them all the way along. We talk to their kids about looking both ways before they cross the street. When they're young, we talk to our kids about taking candy from strangers. 
taking rides from strangers. We talked to kids about drugs. We talked to kids about peer pressure. We talked to kids about the weather. We talked to kids about everything. But we don't seem to spend a lot of time talking to them about money. Uh, unless you're in my house, in which case it's a regular conversation piece. Because I love it. I love talking about it. I love kids understanding it. I It's no secret. It's, it's, uh, it's not something taboo. It's not something that's going to control their world, rule their world. They're not going to be chasing it for their whole life. It's not going to be, they're not going to be a slave to it. Uh, I like to look at it and just talk to them about whatever it is that we're, you know, able to talk to our kids about. We should include money in that topic. So how do we do that? Well, it doesn't have to be, and people, when I say to them, you know, talk to your kids about money, I'm not saying, well, sit down with them and say, hey, this is what I make. This is my pay stuff. It's not about that. It's about understanding how much it costs if you want to, if if one of your kids says, I want to buy a video game or I want that new video game and you say, okay, well, that costs, you know, $50 or whatever it costs and you put that in context that they can understand. If they are old enough that they have a little part-time job or they're cutting grass for neighbors for $10, say, you know what, that that six, that $50 is five lawns that you're cutting at $10 a lawn. So how long does it take you to cut a lawn? So an hour. So that's $10 an hour. That's five hours of work that you will have to work to buy that $50 game. And you start to put things in perspective for them so they can start to understand how it works. And then you, when you get going with that and you start teaching them a little bit more, then you take it to another level and you start saying, okay, you, and this is what I do with couples or individuals all the time. I'll say, you know, if you're drinking, if you're buying coffee, let's say, three times a day, and with that you're buying a muffin or whatever. So let's say you're spending $5 three times a day. That's $15 a day. And people think, um, you know, $5 isn't a big deal. So if that's the case, yeah, okay, that's fine, whatever. It's $15 a day. That, And we start to do the math and we add up to how that is. If we say, let's just take one $5 coffee and muffin and if we eliminate that one five dollars and we say okay let's ask our future self um is that five dollar coffee and muffin worth about fifty thousand dollars out of our retirement money because that's where i look at and i say okay if we invested that five dollars a day and we compound that over the next 30 years or so uh that could roughly turn into you know forty five fifty thousand dollars is it worth the three coffees and donuts a day or three coffees and muffins or whatever it is you're getting, is it worth that $15? Can we do $10 and take that $5 and put it into something, into an investment, into a savings, into something into your future? So that's why I just say, I'm fine. Whatever your answer is, is the right answer, by the way. My job is just to ask the question and say, hey, if you ask your future self if it's worth the 50000 out of your retirement, and you're okay with that, and your future self says, yeah, absolutely, no problem, no problem, then that's the right answer for you. If your future self says, holy mackerel, I didn't realize it was that much, no, I think I'll take my own coffee and I'll buy another one down in the afternoon, then that's your answer. So there's no wrong answer. That's the beauty of it. There's so many options and opportunities, there's no wrong answer. So when you start talking to your kids about money and you start putting things in perspective and you start putting it in terms they can understand, then that's when you can really start to have the growing conversations. They can understand, start to understand their money. They can start to, um, 
you know, save for the future and invest. And, and a lot of kids don't think about that. But uh, for example, when I, I talk to, and, and I have four kids, and I will give you an example of what I do with them because, you know, a lot of people ask, you know, they want to know if I'm helping you, what am I doing for mine? Um, but with our with our kids, we sat down a, a few years ago now, and they all got, now this is, don't get excited, this is how much fun I am, I know. They all got a life insurance policy. And it, with that life insurance policy, it was permanent, and they got investments to go with it. So every month we contribute a small amount of money, and we that pays for the life insurance. It also invests the difference into the investment portion, and it will build over time. And they'll have it'll be tax efficient, and they'll have life insurance in place for the rest of their life. And at some point, they'll take it over when they're older. And that's what it's for. It's not for us; it's for them to get them on the right path. And then we also got them a year later for at Christmas, because again, what better gift to give at Christmas than the gift of life insurance? is critical illness. So we gave them that. And then when we help them with the investing, when they start working, uh, they start contributing a little bit of their money into an investment. And all I did was I sat, I asked the one, I said, uh, you know what, how much money do you want it? Do you want to be rich? Like, what's your thoughts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like to have, you know, this amount of money by the time I'm 40. Great, we can do that. You know, there's no guarantees. I can't promise you the that the the world isn't going to have ups and downs in the financial sector. Of course it's going to. It's going to be a heartbeat. You know what I mean when I say that is it goes up, it goes down. But over the course of time, we're hoping that uh, it goes, it overall goes up and it should. So we take a portion of his money and we put it into an investment and you watch it grow. And he sees that. And it's not a, it's not a big enough amount that you miss it out of your paycheck. And it's not a big enough amount that you can't still eat and go out and have fun. But it is enough that it works to say, this is, you know, making money for you now. And as you get older, as you make more money, as you have more money, we can put more in and it can continue to grow. So then they start to see it and they're part of it. And it's in something that they understand. They It's a, an investment that they can understand. It's a company, you know, the different companies. They understand Facebook. They understand Amazon. They understand Disney. They understand Nike. They understand companies like that. And you can talk about those kind of companies that their investments are part of. So you just have the conversation with them. Like, it's not a secret. It's not a secret for adults. I don't think it should be a secret for children either. Although I know a lot of time people feel like it's a secret because they don't understand it. So I get it. I I, I hear where people are coming from when they tell me that. And if they don't understand it themselves, how on earth are they going to teach it to their kids? So there's a few tips, I guess, we'll start with on seven things to do with your money when you get your first real job. So when you're out working in the world um, the first time, what are some of the things that we should do? Well, we should take note and take stock of the student loans. We've just finished school. You know, we're 20, early 20s. So what's the first thing we need to do? Well, we need to know what we've got in student loans. What do we owe? We need to know what the grace period is. We need to know if you have that six-month gap that you can take before you have to start paying interest. We have to start taking stock of all these things. So these are some of the things I'm going to share with you um, after. We're going to take our first break, and when we get back, this is part of our list of seven things that we should have a look at. And we'll talk about that when we come back from our break as we start to help our young people. Because really, if we can help the youth 
get really good and comfortable talking about money, making money and saving money, that will be significant on our economy when we have people that are completely independent and don't need the extra help or the extra programs that are out there. Can you even imagine the, the, the compound effect of money? Imagine the compound effect of people when they're comfortable and confident and making money on their own. So to me, there's just this, there's this huge, much, much bigger picture that is exciting for us to see. So let's take our first break. Uh, you are listening to Financially Speaking with myself, Kathy Cook-Noble, on the Inspired Choices Network. And when we return, we're going to talk about your new job and your new money and how to make it all work. We'll be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Money is complicated, right? Actually, no, it's not. You don't have to be a trader on Wall Street to get a handle on your money. TV shows often instill fear to keep you believing you can't understand it or do anything yourself. If dealing with your finances brings up a lot of other F-words, then you need to read All Ladies Should Use the F-Word, A Guide to Loving Your Finances by Kathy Cook-Noble. Kathy helps you take control of your finances and leave the other F-word, fear, in the dust. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255. Canada, 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. I am your host, Kathy Cook-Noble. And I am excited to be with you today and talking about the youth. And I love talking to kids, and I shouldn't say kids, young adults. I love talking to the young adults when they first start out. And if I can get them when they are first getting their job 
and they're just starting to get their pay, then I get so excited because that's really the just huge opportunity to get them on a nice financial track for the rest of their life. And when I think about that, I'm, I think it's so exciting because finances are fun and finances are important. We need them and we have to have them to pay our bills and buy a house and buy a car and buy food and all that stuff. I get that. And we put a lot of pressure on finances. However, I think of the even bigger at the macro level. And I think, what if we have this next group of young adults coming up and we get them financially solid? They understand their money. They're comfortable with money. They're comfortable talking about money. They don't get so emotionally attached to money that it cripples them or that they, they can't get past their current situation or they get themselves into financial trouble and they can't see a way out. Like what happens if we get them and we have these youth that have now got their first first job out of school and we teach them, but we if we haven't taught them before, then we teach them now about money and we get them saving, we get them investing and we get them so financially secure that we're not going to need or we're going to need significantly less government programs. We're going to have all these people who have more compassion, more money sense, more ability to do things with their money because what money can do is the fun part. It's not about having the money. Like who cares how much money you have if you don't do anything with it or you choose not to do anything with it. I think the cool thing about having the money is what you can do with it. You can help people, donate to charity, uh, pay for education. There's so much you can do. Rescue animals. Like The list goes on and on and on. It's all the joy and excitement that you get out of it, that other people's joy and excitement that they get out of it. So to me, it's about what you do with it, not what, how much you have. So if we can get the youth that are just starting their first job, understanding that and saving for their future, can you imagine what the world would be like? The, the debt level, how low it would be, the, the ability of what they can do with that and the changes they can make and how much good they could do in the world. To me, I think that's so cool and so possible. So let's start with a few tips. So let's talk, our youth, you know, our, our student just graduated. What are we going to talk to them about? How we, we haven't talked to them about money so far. What are we going to do? Well, as we started just before the break talking about it, I said the first step is we're going to talk to them about their student loans. Like let's, Let's be realistic. Do they have any money that they owe? Where are we at? Is it is there grants? Is it loans? Is there a grace period? You know, usually you have six months before they start charging you interest on the student loans. So let's find out what that is. Let's take account of that and say, okay, realistically, you have this much money in student debt. We got to figure out a plan on how we're going to pay it. You have a job that's paying this much. Let's get let's track your cash. Let's see how much you need. Call it a budget. Call it what you want. But you're going to track the cash. You're going to know you need this amount of money every month to pay for your rent and your hydro, your car, and uh, buy groceries, and you have to work in paying off the monthly amount, whatever it is, for the student loan. So that's the second step. We're going to get uh, a handle on our cash flow. So we're going to get an idea about how much we got to spend and where we got to spend it. So, for example, if you're making $60,000 a year, so you graduate from university, you make your first job, $60,000, for example, um, if you aren't depositing some money into your savings, then that needs to be part of your cash flow. 
Uh, everybody's going to have taxes. You might have retirement contributions. Um, depending on where you're at, you may or may not have a, you know, a company match. And if that's the case, I look at that as free money. How do you not take it? Um, there might be insurance payments for your car or your life insurance or whatever the case is. Um, we have to account for that, what's coming out. We have to account for what's going in. And then we have to look at um, what we're spending our money on. Obviously, we can't be naive. You're going to have a social life and you're going to go out and, and whether it's to the movies, to the bar, out for dinner, whatever, just track it. Let's see where the money's going. So we, we start looking at our cash flow and then we start tracking our cash. And that could be something called a budget, but don't get excited if we use that word. All we're doing is we want to know if we lost in the case. And I have a, I had a friend that this would be her and she'd call me up and she I should understand where money was going because she made great money when we got out of school, but she never seemed to have any. Well, then you start to track that you're living in a very expensive city and uh, you're going out for drinks every night and you walk past the shoe store and you impulsively buy a pair of shoes for a few hundred bucks and uh, it's it's easy to track once you it's easy to see where the money's going once you start tracking it, and then once you start tracking it, it's so easy to just make small adjustments, still enjoy your life, make small adjustments. Um, the next step after we do the budgeting is we set up a, a retirement account. So if I know you just started the job, what the heck? We're thinking about retirement. You betcha. We're gonna start talking about retirement because there you are the youth that just started the job at a school is in the absolute best position to be the most efficient saver because you have time on your side, you have compounding on your side, and you can now really do something spectacular to save for your retirement that you want to do rather than the desperation that when you're 50 and you're like, holy smokes, I want to retire in 10, 15 years, um, What's that going to look like? Can I do it? Now you're going to be in a position where you can control when you retire. So if you start now and you just started your new job today and you start with the retirement in mind, you might be able to say, listen, I maybe was planning on retiring at 65, but heck, I've done so well. I've been so disciplined that I might retire at 55. So then you have options. So give yourself the options. And then the next thing we're going to do is we're going to figure out what your financial goals are for a few years. So you just started your new job, you finished school, we've gone through putting the cash flow, we're seeing what's going on with your money, we've tracked that, we've now got a budget in place, we know about the student debt, we're starting to plan for our retirement, just investing it, we'll just call it our for, a few, for our future self, and we need to figure out what our financial goals are. So at some point you probably want to buy a car, you probably might want to get married, you might want to have kids, so let's say, hey, you know what, what's that going to look like? We want to buy a we want to buy a house. Um, when we get married, are we are we paying for the wedding? How big is the wedding going to look? Are we going to have a child or children? Um, are we going to travel the world? Or are we going to take a trip and stay within our country? Or are we going to be traveling to different countries with different currencies? So, you know what? Let's talk about it. Because if that's what you want to do, it's not a secret. Let's talk about it. Then we're going to set up the automatic transfer right out of your bank account so you don't even think about it. So it's going to happen where every month we're going to, you're going to be investing money. And we've talked about the difference between investing and saving before, but just for today, we're going to say investing for the future. They're going to be investing for the future. And then we're going to have an automatic savings for these trips and for stuff that we're going to do. So we're also going to have an emergency fund set up. 
and that's going to be roughly, let's say, three months worth of expenses. And if something ever happened, like you lose your job or whatever the case is, you're going to be able to pay for it for, you're going to have the three months worth of expenses uh, just to keep yourself in good, comfortable shape. And then we're going to be saving for our trips and everything. So all little pieces of this, uh, now your salary, your your wages is now going to be apportioned. And the last thing we're going to do is we're going to make sure we have health insurance and and our insurance is all our insurance needs put in place. So if we are making this money, and we've talked about insurance on the show, and it's no secret that it's one of my favorite topics because it's one of those things where I can protect my income for my family. And there's lots of insurance out there that's for me while I'm alive. And that's what I'm happy about because if something happened to me and I couldn't work, then I have this insurance policy in place called critical illness that will give me a lump sum payment to help me get through that without having to destroy my savings or my future investments. So that's the last step is we'll say, okay, how do we, how do we, uh, what do we need and how do we put this in place? Uh, I know it's not exciting and I know it's not for most people and I know it's not, you know, sort of a sexy topic, but when you think about it, uh, you're young, you're just starting a job. It's the the absolutely the cheapest point to buy any kind of insurance, except car insurance. Like the youth get nailed on the car insurance when you think about it. But everything else, they're in the prime to buy it because it's so cheap and inexpensive. And it covers them for uh, wages if they lose them. It covers them if something happens to them. Somebody has to pay for a funeral or whatever then it covers them for that. So the life insurance is for replacing your income for people you left behind. And the living benefits are for you. If you get sick, the health insurance that you might need. So dental, all that stuff, get it all in place when you're young. And the other nice thing about it is if you're not married, you know, you get come out of school, let's pretend you just graduated, you just got your first job and you're not married. But one day you think you are going to be married. Well, you could be putting this whole plan in place so that when you do get married, it's there. You've got it in place and you got it at the much, much, much lower rate because you did it when you were young. So I get excited about that because I think not only are you able to put the kids in a position where they can have a fantastic future financially, but you can also have this coverage for them that they can have for their future self and they're not so future self, not so far off future self. So if you're 23, let's say when you graduate from school or 22, whatever the number, and you're your early 20s, and then maybe you get married five years later or six years later or eight years later, you get married at age 30, let's say, you've already got stuff in place, you've got your insurance in place, you're on track for a budget, you've got your cash flow figured out, you're paying off your student debt, it might be paid off by then, what a great position, and you've already saved for retirement, plus you're saving for future uh, travel or house or wedding or whatever. So you're already in this great position. Now, can you imagine how much nicer it is to start your life with someone else when you come together and you've both done the same thing? That It's just, I think it's beautiful. So those are some of the things that we can talk to our youth about and some of the ways that we can get them on track. So we're going to take our, our break, our next break for the night. And we're talking about New job, new money, and what do we do with that new money to help our youth? So stay tuned because we're going to keep talking about that. You are listening to Financially Speaking with myself, Kathy Knobel, 
on the Inspired Choices Network. And when we return, we're going to continue to talk about our youth and new money or new job, new money and how to make them successful. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Money is complicated, right? Actually, no, it's not. You don't have to be a trader on Wall Street to get a handle on your money. TV shows often instill fear to keep you believing you can't understand it or do anything yourself. If dealing with your finances brings up a lot of other F-words, then you need to read All Ladies Should Use the F-Word, A Guide to Loving Your Finances by Kathy Cook Noble. Kathy helps you take control of your finances and leave the other F-word, fear, in the dust. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspire Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. I am your host, Kathy Cook-Noble, and you are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. And before we went to break, we were talking about new job, new money, and helping our youth become financially savvy and successful and uh, stress-free. And that is really the ultimate, in my opinion, that we can do for our kids because stress comes in many different ways and for many different things. But I can tell you money is one of the top three things that causes stress for people. And if we can take that away from the youth and make them comfortable with it, well, I mean, (laughs) besides the financial impact it's going to have, it's going to have a better health impact because people are going to be all stressed out and afraid to talk about it and that. So how do we how do we get the kids to that point? Well, obviously the younger we start talking to them the better. It's like anything else if we teach them 
how to read and write and do math and spelling when they're from a young age, then they just continue to develop these good habits and they get more comfortable with it. It's the same with talking to them about money. Just you start young, as young as there is no, in my opinion, there's no too young. You start talking about money, how money works and how it costs. It's, and if this isn't a, you know, money doesn't grow on trees and you know how much it costs me for that. And you don't cause stress for them. You conversation, you have conversation with them about money and how these costs. And yes, we can do that. And, and do you know how money works? And you get paid for when you perform a task at your job or in some cases, you know, it might be a contract. Somebody hires you for a certain amount of time. You get paid a certain amount of money. That's how it works. You don't put the fear into them of you can't, you know, you have to hoard your money or uh, there's all this stress that goes with it. And you want to start young and make it a good, happy conversation. Like, you can have as much money as you want. This is how you do it. Like, you can be Jeff Bezos or Warren Buffett and you can start an Amazon. Or you can start a Berkshire Hathaway and you can invest your money. You can be doing all these different things or you don't have to. You can be just happy. You might want to just have your house and your car and one trip a year and that's success. It's all success. It's how you define it. So that's how we want to start with our kids and our youth and and share with them how money works and just make it an open conversation. We're going to talk about it to them. It's going to be a healthy conversation. We're going to hopefully have uh, our our goal is to make them have a very healthy relationship with money, and we're not going to. Uh, overwhelm them into all this pressure of you got to make it, you got to make it. We're just going to say, hey, you, you have a healthy relationship with money because that's what you want to have. It's not, it doesn't control you. You control it and you, you know, make as much as you want. You spend it how you want and it's up to you to save it and you talk to them about that. Another way that you can have a conversation with your kids is you model the responsible money habits. When they see you being good with your money and not talking stressful about your money or not being stressed by money then that that kids see and hear a lot of things that you don't think they see and hear and when they hear you talking about money and the stresses of it and and complaining about it that's what they're going to learn but when they see that you're you know taking you're saving for vacations and you're saving for retirement and you're talking about it, they don't need to see your bank bank account or your investment account but if they just know that that's happening and they can feel and see and hear the stresses in your life because of it, that also is learned by them. They also learn if we don't, when we get depressed or sad and we go on our retail therapy and shopping, they learn that too. So we want the want them to be aware of impulses and being very, very aware of the fact that they do see what we're doing. And if they see that, oh, what you do when you get stressed or scared or upset is you go spend money, then that's what we're teaching them. We might want to introduce an allowance. And that's one of the ways to teach them responsibility with money. And how much you give them, it's up to you. It doesn't really matter. It's what you do, the the, the reasoning behind it and the lessons behind it. So that's something where we say, hey, you do something and you learn, you earn money, then you have the ability to buy a a, a game or a bike or candy or whatever uh, frivolous we say and I say frivolous in the sense that they're not paying for food or shelter or that you know university or college education but they have this disposable income and then that's when you can say to them okay you can 
take half of it. And I did this with one of our kids when she first started working and say, okay, you can have half of the money and do what you want with. Go to the shows with your friends, do whatever. The other half we'll take and we'll put towards school. And that forced you to, to, it forces you to save, but it also forces you to look at it and see what it's doing. And then you take an interesting, you're like, wow, my money just went from $100 to $110. And that's pretty cool. And then you're going to talk to them about uh, spending versus saving, which is what I was talking about, where it's not necessary, necessarily all instant gratification, where I want to buy that pair of shoes. Now it's going to, I'm going to think about it because now it's going to cost me $100 to do that. And my allowance is, you know, $50 a month. So it's going to take me two months and then I'm not going to be able to go to the movies or do something else. So then they start thinking about it. You know, they're not going to go to the amusement park. They're not going to go to the video store or whatever. So do I want the shoes? How badly do I want them? Or do I want to wait till they go on sale? So now you're starting to make them think. And we're going to talk about to the kids. We're going to talk about the value of their time, the value of money. We're going to talk about how the money works and we're going to help the kids really understand how that happens. We're also going to let them make mistakes. Uh, at the end, let's be honest, we make mistakes as the adults, so we have to allow the kids to make mistakes. And without getting all excited and throwing fear of God into them where they can't talk to us now, they're going to make mistakes. And when they make mistakes, use it as a learning opportunity, the same as we would for ourselves. Don't beat yourself up. Don't put undue stress and pressure and everything on yourself. Just learn, take it as a learning opportunity and the same with the kids. You know what? They're in a better position to make mistakes than we are because they got more time on their side. So let's help them make mistakes and learn from it because wouldn't it be great if that's what we were allowed to do and we didn't put the pressure on ourselves and we didn't get ourselves so up in knots with stress about our money that it's it's kind of funny that when you see people uh and i should say more ironic than funny but when people are all in knots and stressed about money what do they have more of more knots and stress over money but when people aren't stressed about money then what do they have less stress about money and more money so the more people are consumed by their stress and their lack of money the more they have lack of money. But the people who seem to be making lots of money are the ones that aren't worried about it, aren't stressed about it, or just have a belief that uh, there's, you know, oh yeah, they're making money for sure. And they just accept that they're going to make money. So it's a mindset. And I know that is that is a, not just a show, that's a whole program. Like that's a course on money mindset and how that affects you and how it uh, interacts with the universe. And um, that is, I find it fascinating I find it fascinating and absolutely with some people you can see it. And if you just just look at the people you know or think you know that have money because a lot of the time people, uh, you know, you look at your neighbors or you look at your friends on Facebook and you think they have all this money. And then I can tell you from being an advisor when you see it, people don't have as much money as you think they have. And some people do. Don't get me wrong. Absolutely some do. But a lot of people don't have all the money that you think they have. A lot of people that you think have a lot of money also have a lot of debt. So comparing yourself to other people when you don't have all the information, which I guarantee you, you don't have all the information. So don't compare yourself to other people. But just have a look at the people you think have a lot of money 
and how they are, how they act, how they sound, how they talk, and how less stressed they are when they talk. They don't get all uptight about, oh, you know, we bought a property or we bought another building or another house or they don't get all stressed about the money. Where's it going to come from? It's just a fact. And then more money comes to them. So just just have your own observation on people with money. And then you can start to help other people. Help your kids with the money. Help your kids understand where money comes from, how money works, how money's made, why you need money. Don't put the pressure on like, oh, you have to have it. You got to make all this. You got to do this. Why why transfer stress to the next generation? Why not? Why don't we end the cycle and say, let's help the kids understand their money and then start to make a plan for them. And I wouldn't be afraid, uh, obviously, because this is my world, but if you have an advisor and you introduce them to them and they don't say you're you your 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 youth, you're twenty something year old, uh doesn't really like your advisor, they're not all the same fit for everybody, then let them find another advisor. Tell them, say, go talk to an advisor and get a plan in place now. Start investing some money. You know, start with $25 a month or whatever the case may be. Just get them started and let them see it grow. And then then they start to understand it and they start to see it happening. It's not just theory. It's real. And then they can be saving for their own future. The other nice thing is once you have a plan in place and you're working with a professional, then they can help keep you on track. And every year you have a conversation and stay on track. Oh, this year you're getting engaged. Oh, yep. So you need to buy a ring. Okay. Next year you're getting married. Yep. Going to be a wedding. Oh, you're after having a baby. Yep. Okay. Now you're going to buy a new vehicle and save them for a down payment on a house. Like these are all huge milestones and stages in your life that we need to plan for. So let's help them do that. And don't be afraid to talk to them about it. Don't be afraid to let them ask questions. And don't, when they ask questions, don't judge them. Don't tell them they're wrong. Don't, have an opinion about the way that they want to spend their money. If they ask you, help them with it. Don't make them feel bad or ashamed or stressed about it. So that's really, really, really important. Um, I have one more break before we are done for the night. So we're coming up to our, our, our third and final break of the night. And I just want you to think about when we take that, that short break, how can I start this conversation with my kids? Whatever age your kids are, think about that and say, okay, my kids are, you know, 10 and 11, 12 years old. How do I start that conversation with my kids about money? To, you know, oh, well, maybe they're going to, they want to do a lemonade stand. Great. Let's teach them about uh, the cost for the lemonade and the cups and the so forth. And then what profit is. Easy. You know what? This is how much we spent. This is how much you charge. This is how much you make. This is what you get to put in your pocket. So we can start having that conversation with the 10 and 12 years. What if my kids are 15 and 16 or 16 and 18? Uh, well, they're going to want to borrow the car. And that's, you know what, we want them to borrow the car because they now drive. And when they borrow the car, they're going to have to put gas in the car because that's what makes them run. So how are we going to talk to the kids about, or, you know, diesel, or maybe it's a powered, uh, electric powered car, whatever. But you know what I mean. So let's talk about what stage of our ki- our life our kids are at, what age they're at. And how can we just start a conversation about money? We don't have to get into anything fancy. Just how do we start talking to them about money? You know, do they have, they're six years old. Do they have an allowance? They're 10, they're eight years old. Do they have an allowance? They're 18 years old. Do they have a part-time job? Um, they've just finished school and they've now started their first career and they're making money. You know, can we start talking to them about something? Of course we can. So let's go to our final break and we'll think about what stage our kids are at and how one thing we can do to start talking to them about money. 
You are listening to Financially Speaking with myself, Kathy Cook-Noble, on the Inspired Choices Network. And when we return, we're just going to wrap up our conversation about new job, new money, and helping our youth. We'll be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Money is complicated, right? Actually, no, it's not. You don't have to be a trader on Wall Street to get a handle on your money. TV shows often instill fear to keep you believing you can't understand it or do anything yourself. If dealing with your finances brings up a lot of other F-words, then you need to read All Ladies Should Use the F-Word, A Guide to Loving Your Finances by Kathy Cook Noble. Kathy helps you take control of your finances and leave the other F-word, fear, in the dust. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network, and I'm Kathy Cook-Noble, your host. And today we're talking about our youth and their new jobs, their new careers, and their new money. And I also want to challenge you to say it's not just about let's wait till they're in their early 20s and graduate from school or, or uh, late teens and graduate from high school, depending on what education level they continue on. Uh, and let's not wait till then. Let's even go further back and let's talk to our kids at age six, seven, eight, nine, all the way up. Let's talk to them about money. Let's help, help them understand it because what that does is it doesn't just help them, but it helps us as a community and a country and a world overall. Because when you see the youth having a good grasp of it and saving and looking after themselves, then they are going to be less 
likely to be in need of other programs, which will either free it up for other people, which will make more of an abundance for others, or they'll be in a position where they can donate more, help with charity. There's just a, a whole ripple effect of great things that can happen when there's financial stability for people. And I'm not saying money is everything. I know that that uh, the show is all about finances. And of course, finances have an effect on everything because we can either afford to do trips or donate money or buy a house or buy a car or buy new shoes or buy you know healthy food and fresh vegetables and all that kind of thing. So it's part of our life. There's no question about it. We can't it's like oxygen. We can't survive without it because we need it to buy things. We, it, the degree of the the stuff that we buy is what is questionable. Do we need a six-car garage or are we happy with just having our single-car garage? Do we need a garage at all? You know what I mean? Like we can live with a lot of things, or we can live with a lot of we can live without a lot of things, but we just have to be aware of what it's costing us. So. Let's have a conversation with our kids. Let's start the conversation. Let's just explain to them about money the same way that we talk to them about the timetables. And we start with our little with our little ones and we start teaching them, you know, one times one and two times two and all of those so that they get better at the timetables so that when they're our age, they know the timetables by heart. They don't need a calculator. They don't need their smartphone. Let's do the same thing with money. Let's start talking to the kids about money. Like, this is how you count money. You know, you're six years old. I remember... When I come from a family business and uh, our one business was a car wash, I remember I was four years old. It was my I like to joke that that was my first job. I could sit at the counter and I got to I could count to four and I could count higher than four, but I could count to four because four quarters equals a dollar and then I would stack them and ten quart ten stacks equals a roll. So I wasn't I didn't have the dexterity to hold the ten the $10 and actually roll it. That was my mom's job. My job was to count to four and do stacks and then every 10 would be a roll and then she'd be able to roll them. So why not teach our kids that? Why not start young? Like I understood at that age how to count to four. I could see how many, I knew four quarters equaled a dollar and I knew that 10 stacks equaled $10. So I knew that we had coins there. Um, so you start learning at that age. You just, just teach them different things, little things. And it can be fun stuff. It doesn't have to be complicated, hardcore math. So why don't we start small, start, just start. That's the key. Just start talking to your kids. Uh, one of the things I have is uh, that I, that I'm, uh, it's actually been in the works for many, many years. And it was a live project, test project, if you will. And now it's an online, growing online is our investment, our Women Wise. And there's a section that I'm adding now to the website on talking to your kids and making it fun for kids for money, which you're certainly welcome to to join us and visit the Women Wise membership. And you can find more about that online. You can also find more about it through my book, um, All Women, All Ladies Should Use the F Word, A Guide to Understanding Your Finances. Because part of the understanding your finances, ladies and men, but uh, part of that is to teach it to your kids and talk to them to your kids. So I, I mean, my kids will tell you that I'm kind of annoying about it, but I think, <laughs> but I also think it's an awful lot of fun and uh, get to teach them. And they're all older now and they have jobs and start, start, they've all, all but one has started their, their life careers. So uh, they're all in the, that learning process. They're all in that growing process. And I think it's important to help them with it. So if we can start at an early age with the kids or we can start at a later age, it 
the important thing is to start. And that's the one thing you can't be afraid of. And being a good role model, getting help, asking for help when you need it, don't be afraid. There's no shame in that. A lot of people, um, a lot of people need help. A lot of people have questions. And that's what we're here for on Financially Speaking. So any questions you have or any topics that you'd like tackled or any any mystery you'd like unraveled in the world of finance, send it in, let us know, and we will work through it and help you with it. Um, the Inspired Choices Network is here to help people and build a better life and enjoy their life and really make the path that they want for themselves and their families. So there's many, many opportunities here, many shows to listen to. There are many opportunities to join in on the shows, become your own host. Don't be afraid to reach out and talk to Christine here at the network about that opportunity because there's so much great stuff that people know that they could share and help other people that we are excited to be together here on the Inspired Choices Network and support each other and help each other and give each other the the boost and the build when you need it because everybody needs something at different points in their time, different points in their life, and that's what we're here for. And sometimes people need some support understanding their finances and some people need support understanding behavior of their children and some people need support and understanding of their own behavior and how to to get help with themselves and their emotions. So those are all opportunities. They're all here on the station. Join us in the chat room on any of our shows through the inspiredchoicesnetwork.com and you can call or log in and talk to anybody you know on the show or email them. Email me if you have a question. Email Christine if you have a question about the network. Join us again. We're going to be tackling other topics coming up. We're going to be talking about incorporating your business. Why would you do that? What is that? We're going to talk about accounting ratios. Oh yeah, that's going to be exciting. Don't worry. It's not as scary as it sounds. So join us on Financially Speaking every week, and we'll tackle finances for you. Thank you for choosing to listen to Financially Speaking Radio Show. Kathy Cook Noble will return next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspireChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by making the choices that bring you all that you desire. Thank you for choosing to listen to Financially Speaking Radio Show. Kathy Cook Noble will return next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspireChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by making the choices that bring you all that you desire. Thank you for choosing to listen to Financially Speaking Radio Show. Kathy Cook Noble will return next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspireChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by making the choices that bring you all that you desire.